What would you say is the theme of the book of Revelation? And what would you say to a person who believes that the prophecies in the book of Revelation were all fulfilled in 70 AD when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem? What about it? Is Revelation history or prophecy? Stay tuned as 13 Bible prophecy experts respond to these questions. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Last week, we began presenting a series of interviews with 13 Bible prophecy experts concerning the book of Revelation. Our questions last week were, why is it important to read the book of Revelation? And what are the keys to understanding the book? If you missed those programs, you can view them on our website at lamblion.com. The interviews were conducted at a national Bible prophecy conference that was held in the Dallas, Texas area. In this program, we're going to seek the answers to a couple of more questions about the book of Revelation. The first has to do with what the book is all about. My specific question for our experts is, what is the theme of the book of Revelation? I think the ultimate theme of the book of Revelation is the person of Jesus Christ himself. That it's not just a prophecy of what is going to happen in the future. That's certainly involved. But it's ultimately all about who is coming in the future. Jesus is coming, and he's coming in triumph and in victory. So the theme really is uh, like a two-sided message. The seven-sealed scroll is written on the inside and on the outside. I think it's a message uh, to the world on the outside. Bad news, you lose and a message to the church on the inside, good news, we win. That's as simple as you can make the message of the book of Revelation. Well, the theme of Revelation is that God is going to be the ultimate victor in everything. The day is going to come when Jesus Christ will return to this earth, and He will destroy all the enemies of God, and He will establish His kingdom, His rightful kingdom on this planet, and that he will rule for a thousand years in what we call the millennial kingdom. And even beyond that, as we enter into the eternal ages of ages, that we will live with our God in his very presence. And so to me, the theme of Revelation is to give us that future hope. Now, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, I believe, or the Bible says that God, God told John, I'm going to show you the things uh, which you have seen. I want you to write about those things which you have seen, those things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So that kind of gives us an overall overview of the format of what's going to be told. But the emphasis, I think, for us as Christians is that glorious future that we have for Christ. And I, I would nail that down as the theme. The theme of the book of Revelation is the person and program of Jesus Christ, but also the theme is the second coming of Jesus Christ. When you read Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, John says, Behold, he cometh in the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall will because of him, even so, amen. When you look at Revelation 1, 7, that parallels with the Jewish prophet Zechariah in chapter 12, verse 10, where he says that I will pour upon the house of David, upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me 
whom they have pierced. Parallel that with Revelation 19.11, where it says, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness doth he judge and make war. So the theme of the book of Revelation is the second coming of Jesus Christ back to, the, back to this earth. Those verses I just quoted all are second coming passages and not the rapture, because at the rapture, he's coming for his church. Not every eye is going to see him except the church itself, but at his second coming, he's going to come back with his church. So the rapture and the second coming are separated by Daniel's 70th week of prophecy, that seven-year period of tribulation. So the theme of the book of Revelation, I believe, would be the second coming of Jesus back to this earth. Well, it's all about Jesus. (laughs) That's what I would say. It is a prophecy. It is a book of prophecy about Jesus Christ. Revelation 19, 10, the second part of that verse says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The book of Revelation starts out with the resurrected Jesus and then it starts talking about his dealings with mankind through the church age and through the tribulation period and through the millennium and on the new earth and that kind of thing. In the book of Revelation, Jesus is presented as the head of the church, the line of the tribe of Judah. He, he's the uh, coming king of kings and lord of lords, and he's going to sit on the throne and judge mankind and, and that kind of thing. And so I, I think Jesus is going to come back. He's going to straighten out this world. He's going to defeat the devil. He's going to finish what he started in the Garden of Eden. And uh, it's, a, it's going to be a wonderful thing. I would say to you, Dave, and, and your staff, I love the book of Revelation. And I thank you and your people for teaching it. We're living in exciting times, and I just wish more people would do it. The theme of the book of Revelation is God revealing to us through Jesus what he is going to do. If you look at the, uh, the first verse of chapter 1, you see that God gave Jesus this revelation to give to us. Again, that implies a need for us to know some things. It's also a, it's also a statement that says man does not know what's going to happen, and he needs to know. Only God knows what the future holds. And our Lord is not the kind of God that's uh, capricious in any kind of way. He doesn't just act randomly. And He wants us to understand a course of history that He has set about and that He is going to bring to a conclusion. Our guests are responding to the question, what is the theme of the book of Revelation? The overall theme of the book of Revelation, I believe, is the reign of the Messiah. Um, It's the kingdom of God on the earth. And I I get that. I really think the couple of key chapters in Revelation is Revelation 4 and 5 where we have a picture there, especially in Revelation 5, of Jesus there, the Son of Man, the, the, the Lamb who's a lion, and He takes this seven-sealed scroll from the hand of the Father. And Jesus is the one then who begins to open the seals on this scroll. The only document in ancient times that was sealed that way with seven seals by seven witnesses was a will, a last will and testament. So I think Jesus there is taking the will if you if, if, in this passage, or the inheritance from the Father, and in order for him to get the inheritance, these seals have to be opened, which is one judgment right after another. And, of course, the seventh seal then issues forth into seven trumpets, and I believe the seventh trumpet into seven bowls. When all of that has finally taken place in Revelation chapter 20, uh, the kingdom of God comes to this earth. And so I think that's what the book of Revelation is about. What I would say, to, to kind of give a definition, the book of Revelation is the advanced history of how Jesus Christ, by means of judgment, becomes king. 
God's given the advanced history how Jesus Christ becomes king, but it's through judgment. He judges this sinful world first, but it reaches all of it does. All of human history reaches its pinnacle and its zenith in the kingdom of God on earth. Oh, to me, the overall theme of the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. You read through um, the book of the Revelation, chapters 1 through 3, and you see Jesus there um, as the Lord walking in the midst of the churches. Um, You come into chapter 4 and 5 and you see the Lord Jesus uh, in the midst of the throne. You come into chapter 6 through 20, you see Jesus as the lion in the midst of the tribes. Chapters 21, 22, you see Jesus as the light in the midst of eternity. So for me, the whole theme of the book of the Revelation is primarily Jesus Christ. Maybe more added themes to that, but primarily for me, the the theme is Jesus Christ. I would say it is a revelation uh, not of many prophecies or many... uh many different unfoldings of events and things like that, but it is a revelation of uh, Jesus Christ and all of his power, uh, glory, and honor. And it is also a record uh, from uh, announcing the end from the beginning of the history and the consummation of human history. And uh, so uh, the fact is that uh, that God knows the end from the beginning, of course, and uh, Another reason to uh, study Bible prophecy. Well, the the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is His revelation. He is uh, the one being revealed, and it's specifically about His second coming. So that's the overall theme, but there are a lot of details involved. And there's the uh, church history. There's the rapture of the church. There's the tribulation period. There's the whole rise of the Antichrist and his fall, and then the... Armageddon, then the second coming of Christ, and then the truth about the millennium and the eternal state. So there's a lot of details, but the basic theme is Christ is coming again. I got a crash course in this question during my ordination. When I was being ordained, a bunch of elders were around me, and they were all asking questions. And the one sitting right in front of me says, in a few words, sum up Revelation. Well, I went on and on and on about sheep and goats and and antichrist and stuff like that. And he said, no, 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 no. It's this. Get ready. And it was so simple. But he's right. Revelation is about get ready. Get ready for Jesus to come back. Get your life in order and get ready for an eternity with Christ. hope you are enjoying these interviews with such a variety of Bible prophecy experts. Our next question regarding the book of Revelation is a very important one. It has to do with a very strange interpretation of the book of Revelation that's called preterism. That word is based on a Latin word that means past tense. And thus, a preterist is a person who believes that most of the prophecies in the book of Revelation were fulfilled in 70 A.D., when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. Extreme preterists even believe that the second coming of Jesus occurred at that time. In summary, preterists believe the book of Revelation was written before 70 A.D. and that it contains prophecy that has been fulfilled rather than prophecies that relate to the future. This brings us to our second question for our Bible prophecy experts. Basically, we ask each one to tell us how they would respond to the preterist argument that the book of Revelation is history rather than prophecy. 
The, the difficulties that preterism has is that when they really try to go through the book of Revelation and consistently take what it says in a literal way, if you use a consistent literal interpretation, they can't fit the things in the book of Revelation into the events around 70 AD. They try to fit it all in the, uh, the Roman war, or the Jewish war, and the events of 70 AD, the destruction of Jerusalem. They, they, what they do is they find some things that you could fit with a stretch, but then when they come to places that don't fit, they say, well, that's just symbolic. So they're not consistent. And you know, a friend of mine used to say, you know, if you keep changing the rules in the middle of the game, you know, anybody can win that way. And that's what they do. The other big problem they have is the book of Revelation was not written in 65 A.D. See, they take it as a prophecy of events in 70, which means it had to be written before 70 A.D., whereas the consistent witness of church history from the very beginning is that the book of Revelation was written near the end of Domitian's reign in 95 A.D. So if the book of Revelation was written one day after 70 A.D., then the whole uh, view goes down the drain. That, that's really the Achilles heel of preterism, is the book of Revelation was written in 95 A.D., I would say that preterism is probably the most ridiculous interpretation of Bible Scripture ever devised by man. The idea that the book of Revelation was uh, fulfilled in the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 A.D. is utterly ridiculous. I mean, where in 70 A.D. do we find the two great witnesses? Where do we find the 144,000 special servants of God? Uh, You know, was there a great earthquake, the mother of all the earthquakes at that time? Were there 200-pound hailstones falling from the sky? And above everything else, did Jesus come at that time? And so the only way a preterist can answer any of those questions, and many more like them, is to just uh, spiritualize the Scriptures and to simply say that even though the Bible says it clearly this way, it doesn't mean it that way. It means something different. And, of course, if you do that, then you can make the Bible say anything in the world. So preterism uh, is just, uh, in my mind, is way off the mark. It doesn't even come close to truly understanding end-time events. Well, my response is that preterism is nonsense. I just want to cut right to the chase. It's nonsense. Preterists spiritualize the Scriptures. Uh, They allegorize it. They have the Bible saying things that it does not say. And I think because they do this kind of thing, they do a lot of harm. They cause a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of damage in the church. I believe the book of Revelation is a book of prophecy. One, because God gave it, and He never calls it a book of history. In fact, five times in the book of Revelation, He calls it a book of prophecy. So if God calls it a book of prophecy, I really am kind of offended by people calling it a book of history. God knows what He wrote. The Bible tells us to watch for the second coming of Jesus Christ. There would be no reason to watch for it if all prophecy has been fulfilled. You know, if Jesus has come back and that kind of thing. Uh, It is not a book of history. Dave, there is no evidence that there was a seven-year covenant before 70 A.D. for peace in the Middle East. There is no evidence that Babylon was destroyed by fire in 70 A.D. in one hour. In fact, it wasn't. There is no evidence that the Euphrates River dried up so the kings of the east could cross in 70 A.D. There's no evidence that anybody was able to track all buying and selling in 70 A.D. There's no evidence that the sun and the moon were darkened and the stars fell out of the sky in 70 A.D. There is no evidence that the two witnesses were killed and their bodies lay in the street of Jerusalem for three and a half days and the whole world could see it in 70 A.D. There's no 
evidence that Jesus came back and rescued Israel at the Battle of Armageddon in 70 A.D. But if you think about it, there's tons of evidence that these things are coming on the scene right now in the form of the peace negotiations and globalism and technology and barcodes and television and all of this kind of thing. Uh, my response is that the preterist view is wrong for a number of reasons. I believe that there are many things in the book of Revelation that has not been uh, uh, fulfilled. Uh, we haven't seen completed uh, after 70 AD. Case in point, uh, the mark of the beast. Uh, uh, chapter 20 Revelation gives us uh, the literal reign of Messiah. Uh, nowhere in history do we see Christ reigning uh, on the throne of, of David uh, as a Messiah. So it's a number of things that the book of Revelation talk about. Uh, we have the 21 judgments of the Great Tribulation. Nowhere do you see that uh, uh, in world history uh, as a means that the book of Revelation was complete. So I believe the preterist view is incorrect. Uh, I, I disagree strongly with the uh, preterist uh, interpretation. Many of the early church fathers, Dr. Reagan, believed that the book of Revelation was written between uh, 90 and 96 A.D. Uh, for instance, Irenaeus, who was a disciple of uh, Polycarp, who was directly discipled by the Apostle John, said that John authored the book of Revelation at the end of Domitian's reign. And Domitian reigned roughly between 81 and uh, 96 A.D. So here we have an early source that confirms that John wrote the book during 81 or 96 A.D. So I would rather believe an earlier source rather than an 18th century source, in this case, Louis the Alakazar. And so I strongly disagree with the preterist uh, viewpoint. The early church fathers believe that he wrote that book between 90 and 96 A.D. And if that's the case, the preterist view goes out the window. Oh, I've been all over this one. Uh, first of all, if Revelation is history, then where is Jesus at the Mount of Olives in Revelation 19? Uh, there is no record account of Jesus ever coming back to this earth as of yet. Praise the Lord, He is coming as King of kings and Lord of lords, but He hasn't been here yet. And to insist that this is history is nothing but an insult to the glory that will be appeared when He shows up on the Mount of Olives. And that never has happened. Second of all, Revelation chapter 6 uh, there's carnage described in the first uh, eight verses, I believe. Twenty-five percent of the world's population will die. That has never occurred in history. So the problem emerges. Uh, the question comes, do we take this book literally? Is the second coming of Christ even allegorical? Uh, is Revelation 6 allegorical? And this number, 25 percent of the population dying, is that just an allegorical uh, statement that some people die and and we don't know the exact number or whatever. And so we get into trouble again, allegorizing the Scripture. Uh, if we take it literally, then none of this has ever been fulfilled in history. There's also a third issue, uh, the, the question between the date. Uh, we have these writings of the early church fathers that give credence to the fact that uh, there's a late date, uh, like 95 A.D., uh, Irenaeus wrote uh, something about Domitian being in place when John wrote, and that could not have been the early date of 70 A.D. It had to have been the later date. Our guests are answering the question, how would you respond to the preterist argument that the book of Revelation is history rather than prophecy? Well, of course, the preterists believe that the second coming of Christ occurred before seven, at 70 A.D., well, that means they've got to get everything in the New Testament, including the writing of the book of Revelation, before 70 A.D. 
But that just doesn't stand up to history. That would mean that John would be put in uh, to prison on Patmos uh, during the time of Nero. Well, Nero was uh, very concerned about Christianity uh, in Rome, but one never reads uh, about him doing persecution of Christians outside of Rome. So how would that fit in? It just doesn't make sense. But we do see that the emperors later, they were very concerned about Christianity all through the Roman Empire, and that would have fit very well with the scenario of of John being on Patmos and writing the book of Revelation in the 90s. So that that's the traditional view, and it fits into history, and that's the better view by by all means. Well, with all due respect to our brothers and sisters in Christ who follow the preterist view, but they got to be blind. I mean, Israel is a nation again. After almost 1900, 1900 years of Israel being exiled and roaming the world, they've become a nation again in May of 1948. I mean, it's not just any nation either. It's the nation of the Bible. So clearly, God has a purpose for them. Now, the preterist view is based on the fact that the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and so the book of Revelation must have been written before 70 AD. But Arrhenius, one of the early church fathers, said at the end of Domitian's reign, which was 81 to 96 AD, that that's when John wrote the book of Revelation, so about 95 AD. So clearly, the references to the temple in the book of Revelation are to a future temple, not the temple that was destroyed in 70 AD. I think between those two things, it's very obvious that preterism isn't a correct interpretation of end-time prophecy. There are some secular reasons why I believe that the book of Revelation was written at a late date. Irenaeus was an early church father. He lived in the second century. And he said that the book was written in the last part of Domitian's reign. Uh, Domitian died about A.D. 96. And if you look at the structure of the book, you can see that there is a flow of events there. The seven letters written to the seven churches were written at a time when the seven churches were in decline. Now, at the early date, those churches were not in decline. During the time of Paul, the churches were doing pretty good. Uh, During those times, at the time of Nero, the first generation of those church leaders was still there. Uh, They were conservative. They were uh, very fundamental in doctrine and theology. But by the time of Domitian, uh, the second generation was there. And because of the influence of the Greek and Roman world, that second generation of leaders had changed some things, some change had changed their thinking, uh, those kinds of things. So the letters written to the seven churches were written to correct those things. They could not have been written during the time of Nero. And lastly, if you look at the book, there are some things that are clearly and plainly addressed that must be relegated to a future date. Well, it says that it's prophecy. The book itself calls itself a prophecy. It's a revelation of what will come hereafter in the future, not in the past. And then the dating of the book, trying to date that book in the 60s is virtually impossible. Uh, None of the early church fathers thought that. Uh, Preterists argue that the Antichrist figure in the book, the beast, is Nero. And yet, for the first 500 years of church history, not one person in print suggests Nero is the Antichrist. If the people living closest to the time of Nero did not think he was the Antichrist, why in the world should we think that? 21 centuries later. I think there's plenty of evidence that says the book of the Revelation was written well after A.D. 70. 
but whether or not the whether or not it was is really irrelevant because the the the, the events that are described in the book of Revelation have not been uh, they're not been fulfilled in history have even come close to being fulfilled in history not the least of which uh, of the events described in the book of Revelation is the second coming of Christ so if that's all history then well that doesn't make any sense well certainly I believe um, the Lord came in judgment in AD 70 although not visibly um, but he did come, he did not come in his kingdom. And to me, that's the big uh, part of that. Um, I think there are actually uh, 10, and I, I was researching this, going through it, there are actually uh, 10 amazing thoughts that when Christ uh, comes in his kingdom, he will return to earth, for example, number one, uh, and be seen by every eye. Now, that did not happen in A.D. 70. Um, when he comes in his kingdom, the Jewish people will be regathered. That didn't happen in A.D. 70. When he comes in his kingdom, there will be no wars on earth. That didn't happen in A.D. 70. When he comes in his kingdom, the kingdom will be restored to Israel. That didn't happen in A.D. 70. When he comes in his kingdom, um, it will be a time of great deliverance. That didn't happen in A.D. 70. Um, and when he comes in his kingdom, God's sanctuary, his temple, uh, will be in the midst of his people. That didn't happen in A.D. 70. And when he comes in his kingdom, there will be a priesthood operative again in the temple. That didn't happen in AD 70. And when he comes in his kingdom, the Jews will possess their land again. That didn't happen in AD 70. When he comes in his kingdom, there will be a message of good news uh, declared to Jerusalem. That didn't happen in AD 70. And when he comes in his kingdom, there will be joy and gladness uh, brought to the people of God. That didn't happen in AD 70. And um, I believe this didn't take place in AD 70 because the Jews were fortunate enough to survive uh, the Roman invasion. And they didn't have joy and gladness. They didn't uh, have anything other than sorrow and um, real depths of sorrow at that. I hope you were as fascinated by the responses of our Bible prophecy experts as I was when I interviewed them. And I hope you picked up some new insights into God's prophetic Word. Even more, I hope that what you have heard will motivate you to earnestly study Bible prophecy. Next week, the Lord willing, we will present another program in this series as we ask our Bible prophecy experts two questions about salvation during the tribulation. First, we will ask them if the rapture of the church can be found in the book of Revelation. And secondly, we're going to ask them if a person can be saved during the tribulation if that person had heard the gospel before the rapture and rejected it. Well, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for your redemption is drawing near. If you would like to learn more about the book of Revelation, please consider Dr. Reagan's comprehensive survey entitled Wrath and Glory. In this easy-to-read book, Dr. Reagan takes you through the book of Revelation one chapter at a time and clearly explains the meaning of each chapter, relying on a literal, plain-sense interpretation. The book also contains Dr. Reagan's responses to the most commonly asked questions about Revelation. Questions like, is Revelation prophecy or history? Who are the mysterious 144,000 of Revelation? Where is the rapture in the book of Revelation? What is the meaning of the 
number 666. Will the Antichrist be killed and resurrected? Where will the Antichrist headquarters be located? Is Jesus really going to reign over the earth for a thousand years? Are believers going to live eternally in heaven or on a new earth? Dr. Reagan's book concludes with lessons drawn from the book of Revelation that we can apply to our lives as we try to live for Christ in the end times. You can secure a copy of this book for a gift of $15 or more plus the cost of shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time Monday through Friday or you can place your order at our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 